Hey C3 family, welcome to day 15, the first day of the final week of November fast. Today, our theme is generosity in the face of fear, so let's dive in. Now, if you're looking at Facebook and wondering where my face is, just imagine me standing there before you. There's nothing to adjust on your TV set or on your computer screen. Today, it's just going to simply be audio. Now, as we take a look at this topic of generosity in the face of fear, Sometimes our struggle with generosity is not an issue of stinginess, but it's rather one of fear. It's not uncommon as we listen to the news and unfolding current events to imagine having to fight through an upcoming difficult circumstance in the not-too-distant future, and it's totally understandable to experience fear as if we wonder will we have the needed resources to make it through that difficulty. Especially in this information age that we live in, they come up with a brand new catastrophe that's waiting for us just around the corner almost every single day. So it's no wonder when we're faced with a giving moment where we should be generous that we're tempted to slam the door on it because we're not sure if we'll have enough to make it through ourselves. A few years back, Rowan and I had just come out of our New Year's Vision Builders Gala and we committed to the largest single offering in our lives to that point for that giving opportunity. And as we turned the corner into January, we began to set aside the resources for the offering in a separate checking account that we have. And in January, I wrote the first of four checks that we plan to give throughout the year. It was a really exciting time for us and we looked ahead at the year, uh, excited with just all of the, by, by all of the incredible possibilities. Then in March, I woke up early one morning only to discover the reality of the pandemic and lockdowns impacting our world. People were stuck at home, they're missing work. Uh, Many people were filled with panic, hoarding things like toilet paper and baby formula. Stores had empty shelves, people were afraid of getting sick, ships were stuck at port, schools were closed, and we were unable to meet as a church family. The financial forecast for the entire world was looking grim. And to be honest, my financial forecast was looking grim as well. At that moment, I found myself looking at the money I'd set aside in the other checking account for Vision Builders with a feeling of relief that I hadn't given the whole amount in January because of with everything happening, I, I knew I was probably going to need the money. And as I played with that and wrapped my arms around that thought, it almost became like a flotation device on some stormy sea. I felt a very real fear for my future, but I found comfort in the fact that I had an extra $10,000 sitting in a bank account that would help me to survive whatever came. And then something began to arise within me. It was like like a righteous indignation. My faith in God wanted to refuse to trust in that money. It didn't believe in horses and chariots in a time of battle. Not that those aren't valuable, but they are not what we trust in. And there was that part of me that knew that God is my source, not my bank account. And the bold declaration that I'll trust God, it just shot out of my mouth. And I knew knew then exactly what I needed to do. Rowena was already at work, so I texted her to explain what I was going through. And I told her, I want to give the remaining money from our offering right now. No waiting, no monthly installments, no temptation to look at it, look at it like it's going to save us. We've made a commitment, and come what may, I want to trust God. And Rowena, of course, she responded with a short but to the point text, do it. 
So I jumped on a church app and transferred the entire remainder of our offering into the Vision Builders Fund, and that was that. You know, for me, I found that it's unproductive to have a conversation with fear. Fear, for me, it refuses to be informed. It refuses to be encouraged. It refuses to be silenced. It always demands the last word, and even at that, it does not shut up. The only thing I know to do to silence fear is to do the very thing it is trying to talk me out of, usually the will of God. You know, there's an incredibly difficult time that a man named Johanan, son of Korea, and his army officers and dignitaries went through uh, during the time of Jeremiah the prophet. They went to Jeremiah to seek direction for the nation. They were dealing with an invading army, and they asked Jeremiah to find out the will of God for their future. And Jeremiah prays, and he comes back with an answer for them. In chapter 42, verses 11 through 12, he says to them, Do not fear the king of Babylon, of whom you are afraid. Again, do not fear him, declares the Lord, for I am with you to save you and to deliver you from his hand. I will grant you mercy that he may have mercy on you and let you remain in your own land. I can promise you this for sure. As long as you allow fear to talk you out of being generous, he will continue to provide fearful situations through your entire life to keep you from having any sort of significant impact with your resources. Sure, you'll always hold on to to what you have in your hands so that you can consume it, but it will never be planted into the ground and you will never have the supernatural testimonies of how God did the miraculous on your behalf. You'll be left with a lot of natural stories of survival, but you will not have the supernatural stories of having, uh, uh, of actually thriving after having sacrificed. You will not experience the encounters that are only unlocked by faith that God uses to unlock the same faith in others. You will only ever be a farmer that consumed the seed he was given, not the one who risked it all by planting it to go on and experience that hundredfold crop that came in at harvest time. Well, now it's your turn. After leaving a comment below, jump into your journal and ask yourself the question, what impact does fear have on my generosity? In fact, I want to challenge you to write down key moments in the past that you can remember when fear shut down a moment of generosity in your life. And as you do, I want you to begin to dream about a future that looks different, a future where you silence fear's voice by rushing in and doing what it's trying to convince you not to do. By doing the opposite and trusting God for your future, not your finances. It might be time to make some declarations about you and better yet, who you will trust for your future. After that, be sure to complete today's Bible reading and book of John in the book of John and Proverbs. Then spend some time personalizing your prayer outline as you pray over today's theme. Finally, look at the components of your fast and renew your commitment to them for this final week and the outcomes that they are pretended, they are intended to bring. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you so much that you are the God of perfect love, and we know that perfect love casts out all fear. Lord, when we stay close with you, we know that we're loved, we know that we're cared for, and there is absolutely no reason to be afraid. And yet we experience fear. I pray that you will teach our people, especially those participating in this fast, how to deal with the fear that would keep them from being generous, how to silence that lie that would rob, steal, kill, destroy 
the best future that you have for us by causing us to clamp down and become tight-fisted and hold back. Lord, we want to step out in faith. Faith overcomes fear every time. And when faith is activated, God, you're activated in the scenario. And nothing but good can come out of a situation like that. So teach us to overcome fear and to be generous. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.